back. It's really great to be with you again. I hope you've had a great holiday. And uh, that series with David Watson that we listened to over the holiday season, I I just personally was really blessed, and I hope you were too. As we kick off this year, uh, every year in practice, we we kick off the year joining with the great tradition of Christianity. It goes right back to the early days, way before the establishment of any institutional churches, the idea of fasting and praying and, and jumping into that season leading up to what was then Passover, what we call Easter. And as praxis, we're going to be jumping into a season of prayer and fasting, 40 days, which uh, just launches uh, this coming week. And it's really great for us to start with that focus this year and just to encourage us and call us back into that place of intimacy. Yesterday, I was with a group of uh, Praxis guys here and we we're talking about prayer and that prayer is about, you know, having God's agenda and God saying in the busyness of life, I am still wanting to do things. I want to capture your heart. I want to capture what you are on about. So prayer positions us with God to hear his voice and to understand his agenda. But, you know, far better than than me saying anything about prayer, I want to uh, welcome to the podcast Linda Wilson. Linda is one of the team, one of the gang in New Zealand, uh, out there with, with Roger and in the harvest, uh, but also carries a deep deposit of prayer in her life and uh, I think is really um, well qualified to encourage us in the area of prayer. Linda, welcome to the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of your history. Oh, thanks, Dave. Yeah, well, here I am. And uh, I became a Christian in uh about 16. Oh, no, 10, but then 16 was my life decision. And, and right from then, I'd, I'd um, joined my sisters and started a little local uh, Sunday school kind of thing in the community, and and that, that kind of set my um, heart towards especially young people mm. for years into seeing something happen that they'll uh, come to know God like I was um, learning to know God as well. And so that um, and so it was in Youth for Christ, actually, that Graham and I met and married and we got involved in youth work right from the start and, that, and through all various um, things. And uh, that led us to um, being full-time in youth ministry for our movement, church movement, and then we went um, moved to Hamilton at, to do youth work, and that morphed into pastoral ministry, and <laughs> here we are today. Um, and in, in that journey over the last, say, five years or so, I had lots of questions uh, about being effective um, in New Zealand and seeing, seeing people come to Christ that uh, don't go to church. And, uh, you know, I had lots and lots of questions. So eventually through uh, Grant McAllister, who was one of our missionaries we supported overseas, got to hear about disciple-making movements, and that really grabbed me, and I've been on that journey ever since. (laughs) Wow, fantastic. I understand you've been in in Hamilton now um, uh, in in that pastoral role for uh, a bit over 30 years now. So (laughs) Yeah, a bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You 
you make a comment that you've always been a prayer. Do you want to just uh, elaborate that for me? Yeah. Um, when we got involved in, uh, Graham became the missions pastor at the church we attended. And, um, you know, so we sent out a lot of missionaries and, so prayer was a part of that. And I've always loved corporate prayer, um, praying together with others. I can remember even long before that, and when we were in Waikanae, actually, down near Wellington in New Zealand, and um, doing, you know, all-night prayers. And, you know, I, I just loved it. You couldn't keep me away f- from it. I, it just, that was just a place I loved to be and praying with others. So, uh, so And so once missions... Uh, prayer came, we've, we've prayed for some missionaries and workers overseas for over 30 years, you know. Wow. So, and, and it's been wonderful because it's taught me a lot about some aspects, especially the persevering prayer because, um, you know, the answers never came quickly, but answers sure did, you know, in all sorts of ways. So it's been a real privilege, actually. Uh, I've loved the whole feeling of being a co-worker with those working overseas. And so, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a real key statement. You know, as prayer, we participate in not just God's mission, but uh, we are co-workers with those people that we're praying with. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, tell us a bit more of the journey of of the last five years or so of jumping into disciple making movements and what does that look like in in the realm of prayer? Translating all that rich and wonderful experience. When you realise that some of it is, is, isn't very useful, oh, well, not useful, but it's good. It's good foundations, but you really have to move on from there when you when your heart has been caught up with God's heart for uh, the lost, you know, the ones who are yet to be following Jesus, and uh, which the majority of people are, of course, especially in New Zealand. And uh, so, we, we again, um, us as a team and others that were interested, um, you know, we had the nights of prayer and the regular prayer. And so that, it was probably a whole lot more than the average Christian in New Zealand would do. But... You know, we we realised that there was there's more, and and something in your heart just says, uh, "This is good," you know, uh, but there's more, and that's what um, got us sort of asking, you, you know, well, how do we see disciple making movements begin to grip the hearts of people? So the questions were a a good starting place. What does harvest prayer look like first? And one of the interesting things, a lot of prayers happening in New Zealand, and I've joined one one or two um, prayer, you know, national prayer things and local prayer things. And one of the things that has begun to dawn on me is that a lot of people, wonderful prayers about wonderful things, but there's hardly anything of harvest prayer you know, when, when the first thing that Jesus spoke to the 12 and 72 was, you know, to, to, to look at the uh, harvest in the fields and it's ready, uh, was to ask the Lord of the harvest. So they were praying and, and so prayer. And and so um, we realised it's harvest prayers, they're kingdom prayers. The first thing Jesus said when the disciples asked him to teach them how to pray after you know addressing the father was 
your kingdom come, your will be done. And then he also says your kingdom, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. And so we realize that kingdom harvest prayers are, are, are really primary. And so began to look through scriptures, of course, and see just the heart of God come out for the lost, the harvest. And so our prayers began to change to align with scripture. But then we thought, mm, how do we see more people engaged in this? And the thought came to us, multiplying harvest prayer, because it's that's what um, disciple-making movements, following Jesus and listening to his words, is all about seeing more and more. We've got the... Um, we've got the uh, parable of the of the soils and the multiplied seeds. You know, seed um, more seed and much uh, fruit, I should say. So we know that everything we do as the followers of Jesus has to have a multiplying factor. So when it comes to prayer, what does that look like? You know, actually, then I thought to myself, oh, what does God? You know, what does God say about multiplying prayer? Because my experience was, you just gather people together and pray. And um, and the more you can get bigger groups praying together, the better. But that has its limits, as we know. Big gatherings uh, don't multiply. And so I thought, right, what does God say? <laughs> and so um, I, I just started looking. And um, so, of course, it's right from the beginning when Abraham was um, was told by God that all the families of the earth will be blessed. And he, 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 there's a multiplying factor because he, God was only speaking to one person. And blessing, these promises of God are what we stand our prayers on, right? Why pray them when it's not in God's heart? So we know that's part of um, God's heart to see um, all the families on the earth blessed. So I still thought, well, what does Jesus say? And that's, I've been reading through uh, the Gospels, story by story, chronologically. And so I decided to take a step back and look at the big picture of multiplying. Wow, it's in every page, of course. But it started, um, you know, Jesus, at his baptism, he prayed. At his, in the wilderness, he was alone, he prayed. So it started with him. Then he started to uh, pray, and he prayed alone. It tells us in numbers of places in the scriptures that Jesus often withdrew alone to pray. And so we see the one. And then he um, drew the disciples aside. There's the two and three others. There was the the site, you know, all the 12 and whoever else was with them. And so there we see more as time went by. And then we see um, the when he sent out the 12 and he said exactly the same to the 72 that he sent out later, um, you know, to ask the, you know, Lord of the harvest for workers and into the harvest. And so prayer was was definitely a part of the going with the 12 and then the 72. Then we shift forward 
Um, there's other things, lots of other things. Jesus' prayers demonstrate multiplication. But I go to um, the upper room. How many gathered there? Oh, 120, wasn't it? <laughs> so here we see um, 120. So when Pente- when the Holy Spirit fell, we read about in Acts 2.41, the 3,000 that followed uh got baptised, followed Jesus and baptised that day. Then we go straight to Acts 2.42. We read that they devoted them, all these people met in the temple courts as well as in homes. And in those homes they devoted themselves to the teaching, fellowship, breaking bread and prayer. So you just imagine only... A week or whatever it was before, 120, then 3,000 in their homes. Is that multiplication? That's yeah. multiplication, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then, of course, you keep reading through Acts, mm-hmm. and um, we see that the Lord added to their number daily, and it just keeps going. You re- keep reading all the way through Acts. And there it is, you know, the, the the praying. And then you see it was really interesting because in Acts 1, when Jesus told them, you know, that they're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and that, they, I, I didn't notice that until this morning, actually, that um, there was a progression of where they went from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to all the ends of the earth. It comes out in each of those places, it says the word of God increased amongst them and more were added to them. And so there you see that's the big picture of multiplication. You know, you go through um, the letters to the churches and you see how um, prayer was very much a part of how Paul prayed for all the Christians in different places, that they'd be bold, etc. that all the things he's written there. And also he asked for prayer for himself so that he could see the gospel further and even more into new areas. Uh, always prayer there. And it was always multiplying because wherever he went, the church multiplied. So there'd be more. They always obeyed, you know, what Jesus said. So It was multiplying along with the going, along with the growth of the kingdom of God back there. Wow, that's just an amazing, amazing perspective, you know, uh, an overview. Um, all the way from Genesis right through to the uh, to the the letters of uh, Paul. Amazing. Linda, um, just just uh, slow us down a little bit into the prayers of um, from Jesus and uh, his disciples. Um, what what have you picked up there as as uh, you look at things like the Lord's Prayer and Jesus multiplying prayer, calling out worker for harvest workers, uh, saying pray for workers for the harvest. What what are some of the I guess, standouts that have really struck you as you've looked at just the life of Jesus? Uh, One of the first things um, that, that as I first started looking at this, was um, praying always goes with the going. 
Mm. And uh, it's sort of like once you start praying for harvest, um, the go is there for you. And if you're going, praying happens, you know, so they kind of almost you can't have one almost without the other. And if there is one of those lacking, I think God will (laughs) increase that in your life. That's just amazing because you see a lot of prayer movements get stuck, if I can say stuck in the room. They get stuck in prayer. And when they get stuck, they kind of go from experience to experience. And you see whole movements of prayer movements getting caught up in the experience of prayer or they talk about levels of prayer or going up to even the levels of heaven. And and when you don't have the go, which is the release of of, of us into mission, um, you, you kind of get stuck and say, where do we go here? We go to um, extra experiential levels of prayer, which sometimes leaves the ordinary believer on the edges and, and not feeling like they're, well, I'm not. I'm not a super spiritual person like that. I can't participate, and again, it creates a, a certain level of things. But that statement, prayer, is always uh, goes with the going. Uh, is is quite profound. Is is a is a missionary prayer. Is a sending prayer. It's you pray and you start to walk the streets, you know, and you start to engage in the harvest. That that's really quite profound, and that's actually. What we see Jesus discipling his disciples to as well. Yeah, yeah, and and so the other thing with with that is um, the harvest prayers. You know, um, I couldn't get past like even this morning I reread the Lord's prayer, and I guess you know Jesus made the kingdom coming the priority in that prayer, and. I think as we do that and the harvest prayers, we um, there's something that grows in us hugely, and you know, and if we're lacking in anything, because this is what if you lack anything, I will, you know what I mean? You're going to have it, um, but it's in the context of praying and going, you know, because when I pray and I go, and and if I'm holding back or, you know, maybe. Um, hesitant to kind of get too spiritual or or anything you know it's like the holy spirit's going to convict you and work on that area in your life so that i won't lack the courage to go and yeah so Mm. that's really fantastic i'm just hearing from you um and seeing a picture of when jesus created his movement he didn't create separate groups of prayers and guys, he created a movement that went and prayed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's just a yeah. picture of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was with uh, Roger this morning and Joy, and we, we were talking about, you know, what's the, the next step in this whole process. And we also know we can't do it alone and see, Jesus didn't stay alone in his prayers, with his praying. He invited the disciples along with him, and then when he sent them, it, it, it honestly was really quick between being empowered by the Holy Spirit and seeing three thousand joining them. You know, so we're definitely not meant to just 
pray alone, though praying alone is important, it, it, it's only a little, it's only a part of the picture of prayer. It has to be in the bigger context as well. That's fantastic because I find when I'm praying alone, I'll pray in a certain way and it's usually uh, uh, you get a bit more intimate and in those spaces with God or you're, you're real and honest. But also uh, when you're praying with others, automatically start to tend to pray outwardly uh, and, and pray on the vision and praying. That's, and it's really why it's praying with others is so important because it focuses on, on the vision. That's, you've just said some really great comments um, there. Um, as you've looked through the book of Acts, and and um, what are some of the pickups there? I know you've alluded to them already, but do you want to just um, dive in deeper into any of that? Um, along with the going, of course, there's always difficulties. Mm. <laughs> and that's what you read through Acts, don't you? It can be opposition, uh, trials of all sorts. And um, when you read, say, like when Peter and John went to in prison and then they were released, they gathered for prayer with the pe- you know the people there, uh, the believers there, and then after that, you'll see that they went out and preached more boldly because <laughs> they weren't going to listen to the authorities in regards to sharing their faith. Um, and and then you read later on that, you know, the word increased and um, flourished. And so that, that, that's a, a big picture thing again um, in that process of um, prayer in the book of Acts. And so, yeah, that's very encouraging because – there's some very frustrating things that can happen, can't they? And at all levels, like even health. Um, and I, I know so many people at the moment that are really hitting the wall as far as energy and things like that through all sorts of things. And But, that you know, in the midst of that, God really teaches you things and undoes the things that would interfere with, um, you know, being able to be more free to be engaged in his his kingdom and his mission, yeah. Amen. So, mm. the the prayer that keeps that helps us break through, the prayer that helps us persevere, the prayer that helps us uh, continue on in the mission. Yeah, it is really powerfully, you know, the powerful the way um, the response to persecution. I mean, we could respond in a thousand different ways, right? <clears throat> we could go to the courts. We could try um, legal systems, which was available to those guys as well. They're, they're not that looks like ours, but it was just there. And or you could fight back, even physically. You could think of, oh, we could do this and that to them and get revenge on people, or which is what Jesus didn't start. He didn't start a guerrilla movement, um, but the response was to pray. And and um, that's quite powerful. When we hit difficulties, when we hit trials, the response, uh, the automatic response of the early church was to pray. And um, yeah, mm-hmm. through that they saw breakthrough and release. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah, there's always challenges, eh? Hmm. And so one of the challenges in this journey was how does it look in practice? Hmm. <laughs> that's hmm. that's. Um, 
yeah, and that takes a, a, um, a lot of listening and read, you know, reading the word and just praying, Lord, you know, how do we put this into practice? And so when we first, a year or so ago, when we were looking at this whole multiplying harvest prayer, I thought, man, you know, because I, I was a little bit different to some of the people in practice because I'd always worked in New Zealand where everybody else had worked overseas. So they had prayer supporters, right? I had no such list. I was always on those lists praying for others. <laughs> and working in New Zealand, I haven't actually really asked other people to pray for me or for what we're doing. So that's, I was sort of behind the, you know, <laughs> behind the starting line and, and um, you know, just inviting others to uh, join to pray for New Zealand. And um, so anyway, so I started uh, looking at those people that I have spent time with and had a heart for the harvest. And so, uh, but, uh, so I thought, well, you know, I want to see them go and also pray with others. But it, what I discovered along the way was that I was uh, really wanting to encourage these people in reaching their, you know, their, their friends and their neighbours and whatever else they had on their heart. And but I found myself being a part of that those little they're just little groups you know the one on one or one on with two and that kind of thing, and um, that was good and actually it was quite relational too which, um, you know it it was more than the prayer it was trying to um, help them kind of look at how they can be effective in their world. And um, but uh, I thought it was really slow, wasn't it? <laughs> and the list, the list is kind of like it creeps up slowly. But no, I mean it's not me that grows, and some people dropped out for very good reasons and things like that. Um, so in heading up to this forty days of prayer and fasting, um, I, I just we were relooking at the whole thing of um, multiplying harvest prayer. And one of the aspects that came out was that actually prayer isn't separate to discipling. And so how do we walk with people and disciple them into, as well as ourselves, into multiplying harvest prayer and it, it's a whole thing not just the prayers happen over here and we do the stuff over here you know it's, it's something that's together so that's what we're really exploring at the moment because um so anyway so I thought of all those people I was connected with and invited them in to uh the 40 days of prayer and getting a very positive response um, at the stage where um, um, looking at how can we keep it simple, because one of the things I fed back before that it felt too overwhelming, the amount of information that was coming through, and not everybody's at that space. And in fact, at some it could even been overwhelming for me. So <laughs> if it's overwhelming for me, not, not that it was overwhelming, but a sense of a lot, you know. So we um, have, have formed a WhatsApp group of the 40 days of prayer and all those who are interested can be in that group 
And every day we will send out the focus for that day, the scriptures that, the one or two scriptures that we want to use as the launching pad of prayer to, you know, focus our prayer. But also invite them to, that they can interact and can say, say like if we're praying for one of the towns in the Waikato where we are, um, you know, they may have friends there or they may have a particular interest in that place as well. And we say, well, we'd invite you to share what your um, heart is and what, what God is impressing on you for that area as well. So you put that in and we'll pray for that too. So it expands our picture of that particular area or whatever, you know, on that day. And then also invited them to put in what, um, you know, what scriptures come to mind or pictures or whatever for that, for that day, for that focus. And then the, the, the last thing was to actually invite them to make contact with somebody else or others that to pray and so we won't know those but they will so it'll be the multiplying prayer factor comes in on that one and and I will be really praying that they'll take that up and I know a lot of them do have prayer partners for other things and and you know we're just praying the Holy Spirit will really move on them um to also do that. Now that's just our um, trying to hear God and say, Lord, we feel to do this. We're trusting that it's what you were saying to fulfill what we understand is um, multiplying harvest prayer. And so our journey at the moment. <laughs> we're learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, that's just fantastic, and you've just really, um, you've re- really given us some gold as as we we go here. You know the the I've just written down some of the statements. You can't do it alone, um, uh, and uh, it's it's uh, how do we how do we multiply harvest prayer? And in the listening, and how how do you do put it into practice? Not only can't you do it alone, but you can't do it all yourself. So you can't be in every prayer meeting. You can't, <laughs> otherwise you just, it, it, it will slow down everything if you have to be in all the prayer meetings. But uh, you talked about inviting others that had a heart for the harvest and identifying them. But then you also mentioned this, this great thing I want to highlight. You said prayer isn't separate from discipling. And um, and and it's helping people see that as the whole picture of part of their walk as a disciple. And so when you're multiplying print to the others, you can't just feed information, but you have to help them to engage with scriptures and with God and disciple. And it's a very holistic picture um, there. And some really practical things, and, and I think this is something we make mistakes on all the time, but to keep it simple. Just to not 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 uh, make it um uh, really difficult. The the entrance point can't be an overload of information and principles, but a simple invitation where people can access it. And 
today's world. It's WhatsApp, but in different countries, it's different little formats of how how can I get involved? And um, and um, uh, you also said everybody gets to put in as well as feed. So it's a two way thing. So you really discussed uh, inviting others to participate, and and at that holistic end of discipling others they could say, well, this is what my neighborhood looks like or this is the needs in my area. Can we pray? And so it's, it really helps people personalize that. And there, there's just some really, really great takeaways that for, for us there, Linda. As we jump into uh, 40 days of prayer and fasting and not only praying for our area but looking at both harvest-based prayers and multiplying prayer, um, if you're talking to... The, the the disciple maker who's who's really wrestling through, um, oh God, how do I do this? How do I see a prayer movement that accompanies a disciple making movement? What what speaking directly to the that that person? What would you like to say to them? Oh gosh, I, I, uh, it's going to be a journey. <laughs> You're going to learn. Keep asking the prayer. Keep asking God. Keep um, asking him to show you, you know, the, the keys for you right now to the next step. So, yeah, because I think sometimes we can get big downloads um, and, it, you know, where do you start? You've always got to start where you're at, don't you? And um, so a step at a time. <laughs> I love it the way God is so patient with us and gently leads us, you know, and, guides us, it's his, his um, promise, and um, he will take you there. But and I think listening to others, hearing what they say, but also just to go to the Word yourself and just see what he's saying and how that applies, the Holy Spirit will apply that to your situation. One of the things I've noticed here in New Zealand, New Zealand is um, uh, uh, quite resistant in a way, um, seems harder to. I know that's not impossible because God's always got a way. But I find the most receptive are the immigrants, and you know that, that um, when it comes to prayer, more some of the Indians leave us. For, you know, leave us in their dust because they're so passionate, and um, you know, even relative new Christians. Like one lady that I know, she's um, it's a solo mum. And she's pray like she comes home from work and, and she prays for an hour or so. And if I have to go to a house and knock on the door, I can hear her uh, um, praying out loud. <laughs> Very passionate. And uh, she's a lady that I can see her heart really just growing. She's asking the questions and just wants God to direct her where he wants her to go. So. It's a privilege, really. But, yeah, so I, I think we've got a lot to learn as, as Westerners, um, Western New Zealanders and, and others. I'm not saying that's not the same for some um, other immigrants too, but um, definitely the immigrants seem more open. But we can learn from one another, you know, mm. and that's that's what um, being together is about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's mm. just fantastic. And again, I'm just hearing prayer multiplying, not just for the harvest, but in the harvest, and prayer multiplying mm. uh, with the people that are uh, the multipliers. And um, yes, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, that reminds me, the, the one other thing that was coming to me as I was really um, praying and contemplating about this this morning was that um, in the harvest we're really going to see the multiplying of prayer because there's nothing more prayerful than somebody who's just found Christ and wants to share with his family. And when you've given them the way they can do that, um, they will, will just go ahead. And so the prayer will just automatically be a part of that. But I felt quite challenged by God that we have to have the seeds of multiplication in everything we do right from the beginning. So the thing of prayer and having seeds of multiplying prayer um, is part of what we do. And so that's why the question uh, or, or the invite for people to really, you know, search, um, pray with others today, you know, with the ones that what you're doing to invite others into this prayer journey of harvest prayers and multiplying harvest prayers. So, yeah, so it, it's it, 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 that was the really the, the thing for this 40 days of prayer was put the seeds, even if you're starting right at the beginning, you've had a huge church background um, and, you know, and, you know, you often default to the way you do, have done things in the past. Um, Multiplying, you know, putting the seeds of multiplication right at the beginning, right at the start is will just bode well for when we see it in the harvest because we've already have it in us, you know. It's just automatically going to multiply into those that we disciple who will disciple others. So, hmm. Wonderful. Can you um, finish our podcast, Linda, with a, a word of prayer or encouragement for those who are who are listening today? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lord, I just want to thank you for that beautiful uh, word you said to your disciples uh, to come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Um, I pray for every, for myself and Dave and all, other, all others who are listening to this today, that Lord, we will hear your uh, voice in these steps that we are taking into obeying you and to following you and to seeing the um, harvest reaped 30 times, 60 times, a hundredfold. And I pray for, you know, even for me, because I, I just feel like I'm right at the beginning of this journey in a way, um, that we all will just grab hold of and let this grab hold of us, your heart for praying and going that they will just be so enmeshed we cannot separate it and that we will be people who always have the seeds of multiplication in our DNA by the Spirit of God. So we commit to you our way, Lord. We so long and hunger to see um, the harvest reaped in New Zealand and every country across the face of this earth commit to you our way as we follow you. Mm. Amen. Amen.